welcome to Let's Get Spooky. I'm Leanna Vamp. And I'm Ashley Jonkis. And this is a show where we talk about all things spooky. It's a mysterious bag of spooky shenanigans. That is true. And to kick off our very first episode, we are going to talk about all of our firsts. Just so you can get to know us a little bit better. And uh, I think we're going to start off with, I guess, our first horror movie. Right? That would That's- make sense. <laughs> yeah, because that would probably be the catalyst of all of this craziness that has taken over our life. So, so do you want to go first or should I go I first? could go first because I first. could go. So I, so backstory, I was like raised in a Catholic household, so I didn't really get to watch a lot of horror movies, but my first horror movie, there was two in a day and it was like, Bwah! so um, I watched Nightbreed and then Child's Play on the same day. And then night, how, night- old, were, how old are you? I was like 14, but like Nightbreed, if anyone's seen it before, it's like, you know, it's, it's not ideal, but it's kind of cute. And the monsters are, I mean, it was, it was 1990 (laughs) film, um, you know, like Clive Barker did it and he's a genius, but, um, I liked it because like the monsters were the good guys and like the humans were the bad guys. So I became obsessed with that, even though the movie aesthetically not that good, but, um, (laughs) that, and then child's play. So it was like those two became the catalyst of like being my first horror movies, but like also the best because I'm not really, you know, I'm not into kids, but Chucky got my heart. (laughs) He is a cute little guy. He's a little nugget. Um, So for me, my very first horror movie was The Exorcist. And um, this whole movie kind of started my love for horror and this whole genre. But I was, I think, eight years old. So probably damn too young to be watching it. And um, my parents, like we didn't, not that we didn't watch a lot of horror, but like we just, I didn't watch a lot of at home. So I was at my friend's house and she lived up in the hills, like in kind of like this foresty area that was already the start of a horror film. Spooky. So spooky, so creepy. I was already creeped out just being there. So she's like, we're going to watch a movie. And I got all excited. She starts the movie. It's playing and she falls asleep. So it's like us sitting on the couch. She's passed out. I'm like this terrified eight years. You're like, it's just me and you. It's just this, this moment. Literally. I was so freaked out. I like, I don't think I blinked the entire time. They, their house had no screens like on the windows. They would keep the front door open. And it was a time where you can do that and nothing bad would happen. Yeah. But imagine like there's the door is open. Yeah, and you're probably waiting for that girl's face to fly through the window and be like, right. <sighs> I was like, someone's going to crawl down the stairs backwards. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. going to be really bad. But I would say I was so spooked out that night. I don't think I slept. I stayed awake and I was like right by her the, the entire Word. time. I was so scared. Um, but the next morning I was super pumped. And I think the next night I stayed over for the weekend, we watched Stigmata, which also scared the crap out of yeah, me. Yeah. That's a doozy for an eight year old. Yeah. An that's, eight year old. Yes. That's not ideal. I was like watching Teletubbies probably still. <laughs> when you were eight. Yeah, when I was eight. A lot less spooky. A little less. It was like mind fuckery in a different way, but <laughs> true. If you go back and watch Teletubbies, you're like, what was really going on there? Kind drugs. Of, yeah. Drugs. <laughs> kind of horrific as yeah. well. Um, but I would have to say that that was like my very first horror experience besides Halloween. Like I'm sure you were a Halloween kid. I was a Halloween kid. Huge Halloween kid. Loved it. But my very first, like being terrified at night. Did you like being terrified though? That's the thing. Because for me, it freaked me out. And then a day later I was like, I want more. 
Exactly. That was the at thing. the time I was not having very much fun. I was yeah. like, this is, I'm going to get possessed. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want any of this. I was so freaked out. But then the next day I was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. Let's do that again. Yeah. It's like a roller coaster where you, yeah. you like hit the lead up and you're just like, oh, here we go. And then you're kind of like, well, I have a fast pass. Let's do it again. Right. Wasn't the worst thing. I didn't die. True. I think that, um, I find that even now when I watch horror movies, going down the hall to go to the bathroom or anything at night, it just, it freaks you out. But I think that's one of the things that I, I love that like terror. I love yeah. being afraid, just a little bit afraid, not like my life's in danger. It's afraid. a different kind of fear. It's almost like a relatable thing where you feel better about your life. Like for me, sometimes I like watch a horror film and I'm like, you know what? My life doesn't suck so bad because this is going on and, and like, I'm good. Like there's no murderer chasing no, you through the house. Not yet. Like a it's weapon great. or any, not yet. No, I have a lot of masks in my life, but like there's no Michael Myers coming at my door, which I wouldn't mind. Cause I think he's kind of endearing. The night that's is a young. Di- it's a different story. You don't, you don't know what could happen. Yeah. Um, what about your favorite current horror movie or show? Like, what are you watching or what have you watched recently? I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be new, but something that currently you're So, like, for out. me, the past, like, because it came out in 2017, but it's been such a prevalent movie and making me feel weird. And I think that, <laughs> like, there's a lot of horror films that come out and you're like, you watch it and you're like, yeah, that was scary. This was the first film that made me feel very uncomfortable. And when I watched Mother, I don't think it's actually a genre in horror, I know it's like a thriller and it's like a mystery apparently, but for I me, I feel like it qualifies. I think though. it does. Cause it's like, for me, you know, I get anxiety with like a lot of people. That's why I don't go to conventions more than a day. Cause I'm like, I don't really want to do this. And so I made the mistake of watching mother when I was sick of everyone. And I just wanted to watch something kind of weird and the way that it's shot, you know, like Darren does this thing where he has the camera right up in your face and um, the claustrophobic aspect really made me feel a way that I haven't felt with a horror movie yet. And I just, I liked feeling really viscerally uncomfortable yeah. in my own home. Like I just didn't want anyone in my space. I, I remember I took a bath, I went to sleep and I was like, fuck everyone. <laughs> what did I just yeah. watch? It but was like, good. It was, though, it was right? good. Cause it's like personal space is such a thing and claustrophobia is such a thing. And like, I really like horror movies that kind of tap into personal things, like whether it be like, you know, fear of small spaces or like fear of holes or like things like that, where it's not like a guy coming at you with a knife, but it's just like, Ooh, I don't like this. Ooh. Yeah. So that was for me. Yeah. I watched that movie and I actually, I really enjoyed it. And I think it was because going into it, I wasn't expecting anything. I didn't really read up about it. Yeah. Um, I watched it on a plane, which was That's kind of an interesting good. experience. You're stuck in a plane with a bunch of people and yeah, now exactly. you're watching I was something like, oh my God, I'm going to yeah. die. Um, but it was, it was very well shot. And at the end, it kind of is one of those movies where you're like, you walk away from it still thinking about it. Yeah. It, it gives you like, makes the wheels turn, which I think is really cool to introduce into a horror film. Yeah. And for me, it's like a photographer and a cinematographer. I, I'm like, it was shot so beautifully, but what the fuck? Yeah. Like it was weird. What about I you? I enjoy that one. Um, so current, I guess I have kind of a show and a movie and the show, I don't know if you've watched it. It's on Netflix. It's called the kingdom. It's a uh, South. I Korean. have not. I'm behind. It's, really good. And the one thing that I like is it's subtitles. And I find that I have like a love hate relationship with subtitles because I love watching stuff when I'm doing other things Mm -hmm. to be like background noise, but anything with subtitles, you obviously, unless you read Korean, you have to be paying attention. Um, but it also, it forces you to pay attention and it's a zombie, uh, show. 
Um, it's just really cool. I think it's, it's set in a setting where everything kind of fits into that world and it's just different. Um, I actually checked it out and they just got renewed for a second season. So um, it's doing pretty good and it means that there's going to be more coming. Um, what else? I watched one that I did not like as much. Um, it was a Netflix horror film. And for me, whether it's good or bad, I'm still going to watch it. Whether okay. everyone hates it. What is it's it? Terrible. It's called Monster. And it wasn't, te- well, it was kind of, it was pretty bad. What's it about though? Because so like I haven't a, seen it. It's a creature feature. So there's a, a, a creature and um, this, I guess, spoilers. So if you haven't seen it and want to see it, Put your earmuffs on because I'm going to tell you all Get about it. Get out of here. Right Take now. a bathroom break. <laughs> um, so, this mom and daughter are, I don't know where they're going. Um, they're in a car somewhere on this road. It's dark, it's nighttime, and they hit a wolf. So, they hit a wolf on the road, and somehow she spins out, and the car doesn't work anymore. It's raining. It's like the perfect setting for things to go horribly wrong. Um, so, they're stuck in this car, and like everything about it was like, so unrealistic. So the mom's like, daughter, little daughter, you go out and check it out. Like who sends their daughter? A horrible mother. When there's a wolf that could possibly still be alive. And you're like, go check out and make sure that I don't know what you want yeah. to check out. Um, but it's one of those things that I've found about horror, whether it's good or bad, like you're invested mm-hmm. and you're hoping maybe it'll get really good. You want to see how bad the mom is. And I actually wanted to see what the creature looked like yeah. the entire time. I'm like, show me this creature. Is he going to be cool? Which the creature was like, kind of had like a Godzilla looking mouth and claws. I still don't really know what it was. It had like really long arms. Um, but I watched the whole thing. And at the end, I still had the same consensus that you're like meh yeah it was like meh but I watched it yeah um and I think that I find myself doing that a lot whether it's good or it's bad I'm still gonna give it a shot and you know what it is too there's like so much media coming out like when you if you have Netflix it's like every day there's a new tv show or there's five or there's a new movie like for me I just had the whole thing with like Velvet Buzzsaw which I just watched it a couple days ago so it's gotten a lot of mixed reviews. I actually like it because I come from an art background where I was just like, yeah, like there's this million dollar industry of bullshit and having the art possessed by a man who despised how much money was put into it is super fascinating. Yeah. I felt like the ending was a little weird, but like I kind of enjoyed it. I don't hate it and I don't fucking love it, but I'm it was right there with yeah, you. Yeah. It was a different perspective on horror, which I think we need. And I think that like tying into such a like, money obsessed industry is almost like a horror within itself for people who are in it. So true. So So true. I, I enjoyed it. Like I wouldn't be like, that's the best movie ever. But like, I don't know. I think there's a lot of like half duds out there where as someone who has like been in industries before where like so many people are working on things, it's just like you put out the end result and like, that's what it is. And like the fact that they put out these movies with such these like visceral, like ideas and like opinions and new voices, I think is great. It's like, do they hit the mark? Not all the time, but it's, it's, but that's like kind of entertaining. the, the question of who are you trying to please? No yeah. matter what you do, you're not going to please everyone. I, I was entertained at the end. I kind of felt like, what did I just watch? Yeah. But I do, I think that the most like horrific part about it was the truth. Yeah. Like how the art industry all how bullshit. Things can be like how it can really be. And when you take a step back, you're like, wow, that is scary. Yeah. Cause that's real life. Yeah. And that actually does happen. 
Um, there was some choices that they made, and I was like, that was super cheesy. But like the they gory didn't push parts, it enough. Yeah, like, I wanted the gore to see was good, more gore. But I felt, yeah, I felt like the editing was a little soft. Yeah. And Consensus. I would give it like I guess star rating. What would you give it at a ten? I'd give it like an eight. I would give it like a. I don't know. I'm, okay. I'm a tough critic. I would give it like a 6.5. I think because like I know that life and like I have a minor in studio art. So I've like, I've been trained to like understand like, you know, exhibitions and, and galleries. And you I'm know just how like, real that I'm is. I'm like, that's some real shit. Like it is all lies and mischief and tomfoolery and <laughs> it's no good. I watched it, I think expecting something completely different. Like I was expecting it to just be way more gory yeah. and it wasn't. So I was kind of like, Oh, I wish it had more of that, but it was, it was worth the watch. It was so a lot of relationship it, driven. Yeah, it yeah. was worth the watch. Yeah. Um, what about, we're going to be talking a lot about like ghosts and paranormal, um, everything in like the paranormal world. So have you personally had your own paranormal experience? I've had a, f well, so. Or like one that is like tops your paranormal I have never, list. disclaimer, I've never seen a ghost. Um, I've been in a lot of haunted places. I grew up, like New Hampshire is a very old, like. It's very haunted. It's a historic <laughs> old piece of land in the armpit of the East Coast. Um, and, you know, like there's some old houses, there's a lot of old churches. So for me, like when I started my photography career, which was like me 16 with a camera, I would go out to these graveyards with like, you know, 18th century, 17th century graves. And I would lay down on them and I would do like all these weird like portraits. And so like for me, all the things you probably shouldn't do. Yeah. I was a weird rebellious kid. I was not doing drugs, but I was doing weird art in <laughs> bad places. So for me, I would go to the graveyards and I would like feel presences. And I would like, there was one point where I did feel like a hand on my shoulder, almost telling, like, it was like the subliminal message being like, don't do that. Like, yeah. What Probably are you doing? Kid? Don't lay on the yeah. graves. I've never, I've felt presences that were bad, but I've never seen a ghost. So I've had my fair share of like weird shit. Yeah. I think the tough thing with um, like any sort of paranormal, paranormal, I have such a hard time with that word. Paranormal, paranormal experiences is it's a personal thing most of the time, unless you physically have like your phone and you caught something on camera. But yeah. otherwise, it's something that you saw, you felt. And no matter what you feel, you can tell your best friend, you can tell your grandma, you can tell your mom, and they're still going to kind of look at you like, you crazy. Yeah, crazy. you're a little crazy. Like maybe, but probably Because there's not. diehard believers, and then there's people who are just like that. All the skeptics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And until you have had your own personal experience, whether it was like a touch or a vision of something or whatever it may be, you'll never understand where yeah. someone is coming from. Um, for me- so I would say that the first thing, this is like kind of like an ever evolving thing for me. There were so many things that I grew up with happening and I didn't understand it. And I never knew why I felt that way or why that happened to me until I got older. Um, but my first, I would say, experience where I physically saw something was my cat. And it sounds super cheesy. Animals know though. That's it's, the thing. Like yeah. they, they have that sixth or seventh or eighth, ninth sense, whatever. She uh, is my cat patches and I had her for 17, a little over 17 years. So she was like an old lady. I had her for a really long time and she passed away. I was away at school and I, so I wasn't there when she died and I felt so guilty. I, sh I knew that day I was like, I should have stayed home because I knew she was going to die. And I went to school because it was like a test day or whatever it was. And so uh, fast forward to like six months. 
my parents were out of town and I had to watch their house and I was like watering their plants. And the cat used to sit in my parents' bedroom in their window and sunbathe because the sun would come in. She would lay there all day long. And there was like a little tiny ledge that she would sleep on and there was curtains behind it. Yeah. So I'm out in the backyard, I'm watering trees, just like a normal day. And I remember looking over my shoulder and seeing her sitting in the window. And at the time I didn't think anything of it. And I was like, it was just the cat sitting in the window. And then in that incident hit me, I was like, well, the cat's dead. So that is not the cat. And I looked back and I saw the curtains move and like she jumped down, like I saw her tail. And immediately I was like panicked because then your mind starts playing tricks on you and you're thinking, was that really what I saw? Is someone in the house? Am I a drunk child? (laughs) Did I have a lot of alcohol while I was watering these trees, which wasn't the case. Mm. Um, So I was scared. I called my mom and I didn't want to go in the house because I'm figuring what if it's a murder? What if someone broke in and they're going to kill me? And so I called her and I'm like, mom, and I'm like crying. And I tell her what happened. And she's like, yeah, that's just patches. I see her all the time. Like just normal. Like that's just a normal thing. And she's like, yeah, she was just letting you know that she's okay. It's interesting that it's an animal though, as your first experience. Cause I actually don't know a lot of people who have like animal paranormal. It was weird. Yeah. And Ever since that point, like I never saw anything. My mom, I don't think has ever seen anything since then, but it was just like a kind of oh shit moment where you're yeah. like, oh my God, what was that? That's and then a you, dead cat. Yeah. And then shit. you freak yourself out. Um, and then um, I would say that after that, like years later, um, I did a show called Ghosted where we went through the South and like, basically it was like a travel paranormal show. So yeah. it was more like. You would meet the people, try the food, learn the the history, learn the ghost history, and then ghost hunt. Yep. And we were at the old Charleston jail in South Carolina. If Which I've you, heard of before. It is super it's haunted. Weird shit. So, so many things have so many deaths, so many terrible things happen there. And um, that experience, I would say, was one of the moments that brought so much light to so many things that had happened up until that point in my life where I was like, I understand. Yeah. Um, we were shooting, it was like towards the end of the show and um, Cameron, my husband was taking pictures. So we were like going around like Instagram photos. He was being in the Instagram husband and taking pictures. And we were on the third floor of the jail and he takes a photo and then he does the Instagram husband thing. He turns the yeah. phone around to yep. show you to be like, Hey, is, is it good? Is it okay? Do you like it? Do we do, do another one? And I remember just having like this crazy emotion of needing to leave. Like I need to go. I don't want to be here. Obviously we're shooting a show, so I can't leave. And so he goes to turn the phone around and I just like walk right past him. And he's like, what the hell? What what is going, what are you doing? And I walk down one flight of stairs and I immediately am like bawling, like uncontrollable. I feel like something is sitting on my chest. Because you probably got the emotions of whatever was like. That exactly what happened. So I'm like hysterical and I'm walking down like, I'm going to leave this place. As I get to the bottom of the stairs, the whole crew is there with the cameras and then instantly like went away and I'm super embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Like why, why am I crying? What is wrong with me? Like I'm not a chicken, you know? And uh, one of our um, producers on the set, he's like, tell me what happened. One of the guys that was the tour guide is like, explain what happened. And they're like, yeah, that like, as I'm saying the story, they're like, like it's totally normal. And I'm like, what, what do you mean that's normal? That's not normal. Because there's probably residual energy of like the people who got, you yep. know. And it walked right yeah. through me and I felt everything that that person felt in one instant. And I think the thing that freaked me out the most is I was not in control. Yeah. In that moment, I was 
I had no control over anything. It's like people who get possessed though. Like they, oh. they, they'll get possessed and then they like kind of don't remember. It like becomes them yeah. and they're another person. Yeah. It for hopefully gets out of them and they're just like, oh. Yeah. But it freaked normal. me out. Yeah. And I think at that moment I realized, and again, to anyone who hasn't had an experience, it sounds super cheesy. I totally get it. Like I understand. But once you feel something like that, it is real. Yeah. Like there's no other explanation why that would happen. We were shooting all day. Why would I just start crying for no reason? Mm -hmm. Um, And at that moment, I realized that I had traits of being an empath. And my entire life, I I could walk into a room and get really mad for no reason. And I'm like, why am I Which I don't have because I shoot in abandoned, sometimes haunted places. And I almost feel like I have like this barrier. And then I also try to actually prevent it with like how I set up my set. So like- Consciously, like you- you're doing this, like yeah, you're aware. Yeah, I'm like, get out of my space because I have two <laughs> hours and then I got to get the shot. I got shit to yeah, do. Yeah, like I will go into a space. I will have my Bluetooth speakers and I will play like hardcore rap music so that I don't hear anything. And, the rap barrier. And I've, I've had it glitch a little bit, which I'm like, someone's trying to get my attention, but I need the shot. So I'll just try and like make my own atmosphere because I actually don't want to deal with the atmosphere and the energies that are there. Yeah. And it's a coping mechanism because I don't really want to have things go through. Me. Yeah. That like, I'm like, I'm pretty happy. I don't want bad yeah, things don't coming want in and out. Yeah. In my body. Yeah. Have you had something happen that made you like made you feel like you have to put up that wall or has it just been like I mean I've been in places that feel very heavy and that bothers me yeah and like I I'm a very like emotionally you know sensitive person even Mm -hmm. though I don't look like I would be because you have feelings we all have we all have feelings but I'm just like I got my own feelings I don't want anyone else's feelings so I've been in places before especially like living in um, Washington where I'd go out to abandoned places and it's just like this heaviness that I'm not I like I don't want to carry that I don't want to like directly speak to dead people like it's cool but I'm partially afraid yeah because I can barely handle the living I think a small sense of fear when it comes to all of that is good it keeps you on your toes I think that if you walk into a situation and you're like come on ghosts come through me if you and yeah if you interrogate them Mm, they're probably gonna try to fuck you up yeah yeah Yeah. um I think that I don't know it's it's another one of those things that like doing the whole ghost hunting and investigation and being in that world um, has made me aware of things that I just didn't understand. It I makes didn't me know more why spiritual. Yeah. Like for me, like going throughout life where I was just like flying by the seat of my pants and like trying to survive, like it made me more grounded in realizing that energy was a thing. Mm-hmm. Souls are like, you know, like everyone has a soul. We are just like, actually now I know that like it can kind of carry through and, and it like, can stay yeah. somewhere. Oh yeah. Like when you say that um, plenty of times when we were filming the show, we'd walk into a location and I was like, whew, this is going to be interesting. Cause you feel that energy. Like when so many bad things happen into a, in a place, there is no it way that in that it area. Does. Yeah. It does. And unless those things move on, it's still there. And when you feel that, I think that's like a, that's a huge gift to have to be able to walk into it. I mean, it's a gift and I guess a burden too, because it could be, it could be really scary if you're not prepared, if you're not putting up those walls, like yeah. you're saying, and you're not aware, like, Hey, no, I feel like they could break them, but they really like the music that I'm playing. So <laughs> like, thank you for bringing them. But I also music. think I'm like, if, if those, you know, residual energies are festering in those spaces, I'm like, do they ever actually get to leave or does, is it up to the living to make or like help them pass through? Because a lot of it's like traumatic events. Like when you yeah. go to a haunted place, 
most of the time it's like asylums or it's like jails or it's like these old houses where someone gets murdered or like something bad happens and like that energy doesn't pass to the next life. So it's just like, is it our duty to actually help them or do they just kind of swirl around forever? I think that if you, I think that if you're aware of that and you can help, I think it kind of is your duty. I think that like imagine being that ghost or spirit. Imagine being that person trapped and you couldn't do anything to get out of it. I hate like it. How awful that would be. So I think that if you are capable of doing that and helping those people, like by all means, please yeah. do. Because otherwise they live in that eternal hell. I mean, how can that you imagine? That would suck. Like, you just want to be at peace. And then I always wonder, I'm like, how, you know, capable are they to understand what's going on? And I'm like, if I lived in a haunted house and I had Netflix on and they were capable of speaking to me, I'm like, are they also watching this show? And could I, are they enjoying could I talk show? to them about how I feel about it? And would yeah. they actually respond back if I had like an EVP or like some type of like, you know, device? Yeah. I'm like, are they watching Black Mirror with me? <laughs> I have, um, so there's a friend of mine and she was talking about, about buying like, old abandoned like homes. I hope you're taking the, <laughs> taking the set with you. Um, old abandoned set. homes or, like t- churches. And mm-hmm. um, I always say like, oh, well, obviously the house would be discounted if it was haunted, right? Yeah. And then I think, could I really live in a haunted no. Could you really live I in a haunted house? To. I love like Victorian architecture makes me weep. Yeah, that's and my I, dream home. I was in a very old house in Port Townsend, Washington, which is known as a very haunted um, town. And this particular house, 1800s, super just weird and bizarre. It wasn't haunted, turns out, but like I was like kind of looking for it. So mm-hmm. I kept like waking up at night being like, is there going to be what someone? Was that? Yeah. yeah, there was nothing. But, you know, like I love that aesthetic, but I could not afford my sanity to live in an aesthetically yeah. beautiful house. That's be, where I draw the line. Yeah. I think that in my mind, I'm like, hell yeah, I would totally live in a haunted house. I could do ghost hunting in my You'd own never house. never be alone. But you could never rest. I think that it would be interesting, but it depends on the extent of what was going on. But like my life as is your life, yeah. very busy and we got to get shit done. I don't want a guy <laughs> watching me while I sleep. I'm yeah. like, I have a hard enough time as it is. I'm just... Oh, Cameron says, what if it was Casper, the friendly ghost? I mean, Casper, I'm not down for anything. (laughs) You don't like Cat? I love Casper. If it was not real, Leanne. Um, don't tell me Casper's not real. Jesus. This is my, this is how I based my, my entire life. Plot twist. We're on Dr. Phil right now. And you're delusional. If it was, what if it was like a, a good animal spirit? I don't, I don't never dealt with an animal spirit. But like a happy, like I did if it was have, my cat, I'd be like, hell yeah. So there is this situation though. So, and I don't talk about my family much, but my um, grandfather who I never met, he had a heart attack in our driveway and he ended up passing. And ever since then, my mom would deal with this dragonfly that would like land on her every physical. year, physical dragonfly. And it was like this thing where like she would lay out in the sun and it would come by her and it would just hang out and it was every year it was like the same dragonfly with these same stripes and it was like kind of this thing where my mom was always like well maybe that's him like maybe yeah that is really cool so I almost feel like I've never dealt with an animal spirit but I almost feel like sometimes those souls pass through to living things yeah and it was that like yeah it was kind of always this thing it was just like oh like that's grandpa that's really cool 
That's really sweet. But I don't know if I'd want a dead cat following me around. I'd want a real I one. Mean, yeah, you could have a real cat and then it could play with the ghost cat. Could you imagine like having like a dead rhinoceros following you around? That's tough. That's, that's bullshit. Yeah, that that's, can't fit in the trunk of your car. <laughs> that's too much work. We drive Priuses. The hardwood floors. Yeah, we have Priuses out here. We don't put a rhino. Rhinos do not fit. No. Um, what about, okay, I have a, a really good first story that we both were there for. Our very first photo shoot together. Which so you came to me for I in did. Seattle. I flew to Seattle and we've known each other for like years. Years and years and years. Via and we, the internet. Yeah. Via social media. Thank God for that. That's how I meet all my friends though. It's weird. And it, it was fantastic in this case because you meet a lot of strange people on the internet as well. But this worked out really this good. Was good. This, this is was good. This is that one. 0.1% of goodness. Yes. Uh, so we finally planned our very first photo shoot and Seattle is beautiful. And you were right. She was about to move. So we did it right before the move. And um, it was super gloomy. Every, As it always. Was perfect. It was literally the perfect backdrop for like every photo shoot we wanted. But, oh God, the table. <laughs> I was yelling at you the whole time. Don't hit the table. I, I positioned myself very smoothly. You fucked up. I did. Sorry. But good job. No, I won't hit the table again. Um, so I was super excited. I packed up all my outfits. I'm like ready to go. Every day that we would shoot, you'd be like, all right, so we're just going to go to this location. What she failed to mention is each location that we went to was like a six mile hike. Yeah, which like every I, day. Disclaimer, if you live in Seattle, chances are you probably don't have a car. Chances are you walk two miles to go to Target yeah. like I do. Like it's a very walkable city. So for me, you know, walking two the miles. The city is walkable. Yeah. So, but for me, like, you know, like I, I don't mind walking two miles to a sweet spot. Well, I don't mind walking either. But I would show up in like my four Your inch, skivvies. like yeah. my boots. I'm like in my underwear with like a flowy dress. And it was like 30 degrees, maybe not that cold, but it's pretty cold. Um, and we would hike for ev like I had yeah. my freaking watch on. I would, I would check at the end of the day. I'm like, wow. Yeah, that you got injuries. You I fell down a freaking mountain. <laughs> I have a scar still. This was like a year, yeah. over a year ago, right? That we did this? It was, this yeah. was in January. Yeah. Um, I fell down a mountain. I was bleeding. It was. We got great photos. The shots though. were great. At the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Because then yeah. you have the story, and I then do. we get warm. But yeah, I put you through hell, and I yeah. I would no, apologize, was, but I don't. No, really. she, I know you don't feel bad. I don't feel bad either. I just when you were like, "Oh, this is the," and, and this is the best thing. She'd be like, "Oh, you know, we're almost there." Psych. I think she, you just said that to me, so I wouldn't be like, I'm going to fucking kill Well, that you. one oh. little decrepit house, that was like a trek. That it was. was. And then it started raining. Which, to this day, I've never given anyone oh, that location. The one with the... Um, it was like in like this moldy swamp. Yes. We'll yeah. post photos so you can see, because it was epic. Yeah, but that one I found by accident online. People, as they do on Instagram, they're like, where's that location? And I'm like, I'm not telling you what I'm saying. Yeah, that we had to Secrets. walk two miles for. Yeah, it was pretty tough. And it then cool. there was like that weird little thing that I was balancing on. Yeah. That was like, it was in a swamp, so it was probably not smart, but I didn't fall in the water. And but we was, got great shots. It was good memories. Yeah. So we, warmed up, we warmed up with whiskey at night. We did. So what was your favorite memory from that shoot? That giant cookie that I ate. I don't, I mean, hanging out with you guys were great, but like I enjoyed the snacks and we went to, I f what was it? Is it called Radiator Whiskey? Radiator Whiskey. In Seattle. And it's I this miss little it. whiskey bar. It was really cool. The drinks were amazing. Um, we got like, someone got mad. You guys cheese. ate real food we and real I food. literally got a shot of whiskey and a giant cookie the size the, of a mini the cookie pizza. cookie was 
It was like this. It was huge. It was as if it was going to hug me. You had leftovers. But I just stuck it in my mouth. So yeah. good. It was so, so good. So if you go to Radiator Whiskey in Seattle, get the giant, I don't know what it's called, the giant cookie. I don't even think it has a name. I think you just, you're you just like, I want to, I want to fuck up my I life the right now. In the pan. Just give me that plate. Yeah. It's good. But. Uh, what about, what other first? Um, do you remember your first trick-or-treating experience? It's hard to remember because my life is a blur. (laughs) (laughs) Try your best. (laughs) I do remember. So like I remember my costumes more than my actual experiences because my neighborhood, bless New Hampshire, um, it is like primarily like farms and like there's houses, but like everything's on a hill. So like you think our trip was bad. Getting up one house for some candy, getting up a driveway was like one trek for our photo shoot. So like. My dad would drive us around in this tractor and then we'd jump out and get our candy. Wait, in a tractor? Yeah. Even better. Yeah. It was, I love it your was, Halloween It was New Hampshire. We were a little bit ratchet, but, uh, <laughs> you know. So I remember my costumes, though, like, because there's photos, but I was like an M&M and then like a pumpkin, as you do. Yeah, but M&M's when M&M's I was bro. nine years old, I made the mistake of dressing as a giant baby. <laughs> Which... <laughs> I, I, every, myself included, we all need a so, visual representation. So it was as if, you know, those, um, those like things, the onesies and then it has the butt flap. Okay. And so I had that and then I had the bib and it was just like the worst decision of my life. But it's cold there, right? Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. But aesthetically it was not. But you point. were a baby. I was just, I was over everything. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to be a child. Fuck it. I just, I didn't have that. I wasn't allowed to be my fully spooky self. Yeah. So I was like going through the remedial costumes of like, I'll be a candy bar. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be an M&M. I'll be, I'll be, I'll a, be baby. a baby. Fuck it. Yeah. So that year I remember explicitly being very itchy and then someone gave me a toothbrush instead of a candy bar and I was done. That's like when people give you raisins, you're like, oh really? Or pennies. Mm-mm. I didn't get pennies. Pennies, raisins. I got a celery stick. I got a freaking toothbrush. And so what I've learned, don't go trick or treating in New Hampshire. It's probably okay now. I don't know. I think people have elevated themselves, but <laughs> you know, like we had to do that thing where we squished all the candy to make sure that it wasn't like laced with drugs yeah, and a razor blade. Yeah. And like, of course, like some candies would just get a little deflated. So like yeah. half my candy was laced, which yeah, it wasn't. You had to throw it away. Yeah. So mm. I don't know. The year of the big baby was not my ideal, but I remember it the most. The year of the big baby. <laughs> I think my, my very first memory and there's a photo, and I remember I text my mom and I asked her because I vividly remember my outfit, and it was, I don't know why I chose this. Um, I was a clown. My little brother was a ninja, and my older brother, I think he was like a ninja turtle. I don't, I don't remember what his costume was. My mom, I feel like this was my mom telling me that she loved clowns. When I was a child, I was terrified of clowns. So I don't I know. I love clowns. I love oh. them now. I, I love them now. But when I was a kid, I had, this is, you parents, if you have a child, do not ever do this to your child. I'll do this to my child, <laughs> which I will not child. have, but I will have. But nobody else do this to your let child. Let me babysit your children. And, and I bring will. bring my clowns. Yeah. So she had, it was like this weird paper mache clown on a swing. Oh. Paper mache clown on a swing. And it was. Like in a corner or something hung in the corner. And I swear to God, that thing would move. I was terrified. I, and I like, as a kid, was it under a vent? No, there was no vents. As a child, you're not thinking, oh, maybe I should just take it down. 
like you, it's in your room. It's the decoration. You leave it. So there was a swinging clown hanging in my room. I dressed up as a clown. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I was terrified of clowns. And at one, I think I got old enough and I took that clown down finally. Like I unhooked it. That's bad mojo. I put it in the closet and thinking back about this, I remember talking to Cameron about it and I was thinking back like what we moved, whatever happened to that clown? It was nowhere to be found. It never got packed. <gasps> I remember exactly. I had a giant, like I was a child. I had a giant closet. I didn't need that big of a closet. And I threw it all the way in the back corner. It was total like poltergeist. Like he gets the clown and like throws stuff over it. I was the always fuck? trying to hide it. I tried to remember to ask my parents if anyone ever saw that, but I don't remember. Maybe I like in my- I feel heavy inside right, right now. I'm it like, just, where's the clown? And I remember it was like, it had like a blue little outfit. It was on a yellow, like it's so vivid to me. So for the longest time, like it, anything clown related, I was like, nope. Oh, see, nope. I was like so into it because my dad is deathly afraid of clowns and I really like to fuck with people. So you're Especially, like, yes, I love clowns. Yeah, I, I, was, I was like a rebellious person in that I didn't do anything bad, but I found people's weaknesses and I was like, yes. So I, I remember distinctly when I first started photography and I was doing self-portraiture, I did like a day of the dead and like that like, him up really bad like, no, clowns. I, no clowns but I, I was like it's a sugar skull it's yeah, a different it's thing really and he's clown. like doesn't matter but now i mean as you see there's clowns everywhere in our yeah place. clowns I are bay them. i love they're, they're cute now but i've i've overcome the fact that there's no like swinging yeah. clowns in the corner i've or always i've always found them endearing like when pennywise and the new it like when he like you know, drags his face across the basement stair. He like gives me that come hither look. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. I, but Cameron, can you grab the clown? We have a really creepy clown over here and there's a seat if he can get to it. Um, so we were at a convention and there was our friend had a friend who was an artist and he had this thing sitting like in Which a box. I also have, I also have he one makes, of these. He makes music. And I actually didn't know that until very recently. So this little guy was like just sitting in a he's box. Heavy. He's very heavy. He's, he's girthy. He's, he's all porcelain. And um, oh shit, he's playing his song. I know. It's so creepy. <laughs> the song is really creepy. And so this clown is just sitting in the box and Cameron and I walked by and we're like, where did you get that thing? It's so cool. And so he's like, oh, I found it in like his aunt or some relative's basement. Like it was in the basement, which is the, like this is. He starts of a horror movie for being in a basement for so long. So we're, we're bummed. We're like, Oh, it's his clown. We don't, we can't get it. We can't buy it. And so at some point we had left the convention and he called his girlfriend and apparently showed girlfriend said clown. Mm. And she was like, you are not bringing that home. So shortly after our friend got a text saying, Hey, do your friends still want that clown? If they want it, they can come get it. And we're like, hell yeah, we want that clown. So, I mean, for a basement clown, he's in good shape. He's in good shape. And I have a clown that has the same exact face, but a different outfit. And yours is good. Like brothers. Mine has like a janky neck where his head just constantly sags. Like he's had a little bit too much to drink. But uh, you should bring your clown over for our next episode. I just feel like the more weird dolls I have, the less people want to hang out with me. So like, you know, it's, it's like a barrier. Yeah. And if they like your creepy clowns and you're like, okay, then they're cool. cool. With me. Yeah. If not, they can just not come over. They're not, not allowed here. Not invited to the spooky club. So I had an idea for a game and I was like trying to figure out the game and how the game would work. So I'm going to explain it to you because I feel like you could help me. 
figure out why are you looking at me like that? Because I suck at games. Well, we're going to work through this together. I, yeah, we'll see. So we figured for the show, it could be like a cool thing to play a game. And if you lose the game, then you have to do something you don't want to do, which will come later because we have to establish. Like wear color? Wear color, eat something gross, wear color. Yeah, like yellow. I'm not yeah. really all, all yeah. We're very not colorful. We're not Our couch is colorful, but that's where we draw the line. And the clown is colorful. Um, so the game idea is basically rock, paper, scissors, but with like our favorite horror characters. So like um, Michael Freddy, Myers. Michael, Jason. But the thing that I came in, like the problem is, so rock, paper, scissors, it sounds easier. Like, okay, so-and-so is rock, so-and-so is paper, so-and-so is scissors. But with characters that have like, all these characters have a supernatural aspect or like an, something unnatural about them where like Freddie can kill you in your dreams. Um, you know, no matter how many times you kill Mike or Myers and how you do it, he's still going to come back. Mm -hmm. So we have to establish who is who and why and like who would beat who. Michael Myers has to be the rock because rocks can't be destroyed. Like they just become smaller rocks. Like he's yeah. just, he's just a beast. Like he's a big freaking rock. Okay. But you can say that about Freddy Krueger too, because he is like can infiltrate your dreams, so you can't physically but kill I would, him in real life. I would life. see him more as paper because he's slithery and he slithers into your dreams. True, true. I need notes. I'm gonna write this down because I feel so like this will be important. Michael, later. Michael is the rock because he is my rock. And <laughs> he is my rock. Okay, so we're saying he's like a boulder that continuously flows down a very steep hill. And he's big and he's going to do whatever he wants to do, but it's in his time. So he so is the rock. Freddie's going to be, Freddie will be paper? Yes. Paper. We're going to say Michael will be, and Jason. Okay. So Michael will be the rock? Yeah. We're, we'll have to like go back and then see if there's flaws in our theory here. So then My theories are always correct. Jason. It's not okay. for ourselves. So I would say that Jason, that's not how you spell scissors. I can't spell that. We're just going to put that right there. S. Skizzers. Skizzers. So wouldn't you say that, I feel like the scissors is going to be like the sharp object. So Michael Myers usually has the knife, which is shorter. Jason has the machete, which has longer reach. So Jason would be able to kill you from farther away, whereas Michael would have to be closer. Like strangulation, yeah. stabby stab would have to be close. Jason could be like more of a distance because he has more reach. Maybe this, we bit off more than we can chew for this one. Wait, did we establish Freddy? Freddy's going to be the paper. Yeah, okay. Because he can slither into your dreams. Yep. I feel like Mike is the rock. Like, he's just, he's just like this big thug. And the reason why I love him so much is because, like, he just gets there when he gets there. Like, he just knows he's this big, powerful piece of shit. And so. Slow moving. He's, like, slow moving. Mm -hmm. He's, like, a boulder of dark I love Insanity. your metaphors here. And like, I just, I feel like there's more to, I feel like you love him. I feel like, well, no, like, uh, and she yeah. loves him. I don't know. That's okay. There's no, we're not, there's it's no like judging. The same, it's like, it's like the thing with Darth Vader too. There's something about those big guys with the masks and whatever. Big, whatever. <laughs> That's for a whole nother episode. That's a whole nother episode. That's a whole nother thing. Okay. So Freddie is going to be the paper. You say Michael Myers is going to be the rock. Yes. My word is law. I s well, actually, that works because I'm saying Jason would be the scissors. Yeah, he would be. Yeah, so that was actually way easier than I thought. This is why we're homies. <laughs> we this is why we have a podcast together. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. No arguments here. Um, but we would love to hear your suggestions on who you think would be who and why. 
and maybe if you're convincing enough, you can sway us. But I think that, I think we got it. I think we're so, pretty accurate. So what are other things? Because we have to have, like, we'd have to do the game. So Freddie would obviously be Claus. Yeah. Um, Michael Myers would be, I don't know. Jason, I think, would be Mask. Yeah. But how would we play that? That'd be really weird. What do you mean? You would just, like, you would... You would rock. Oh, you would Freddie, Michael. Don't hit the table. You I'm would, already breaking the set. You would Freddie, Michael, Jason. But it's the same. It's Wait, just like but I win though. But what am I? Oh no, you're. This, oh, you're is, this is where we need audience help because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Wait. So I'm. No. Wait. Do it again. Okay. So we go. <laughs> wait. We go. Freddie, Michael, Jason. Wait. That's not. Bad. We we need practice. Well, you technically did paper, so we were the same. Because I yeah. did, I did claws. You did but this. I was being more surrealist. Yeah, you were not. You're not playing the game right. <laughs> we were trying to establish the rules. You were not doing a good job. One more time. It's not me. It's the drink. You can do it. You can do it. Okay, ready? <laughs> Wait. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Freddie, Michael, Jason. You've I win, right? I don't know. I'm paper. I'm your your scissors. No, sh I lose. This is where we suck. Yeah. Well, in theory, this will work better. We've once got some kinks to work out. Yeah. <laughs> we know who is who. We know who would kill who. And that's really what's important. Maybe really we need we to, to add forget. more killers. I don't know. Maybe. We can totally add more killers. We can add. I know you love Chucky. We can add Chucky. What would he be? <sighs> Handwise. That's a big thing. Oh. He would be. He'd just be he'd like. Be, he'd be. You could do like one. <laughs> little? Little. That's good. He could be little. Um, is that too many? Four? Could we add another one? We'd have to ask the bride of Chucky if he's really little. <laughs> so we have four so far. We have four. I think that's, that's good. a lot. Yeah, I that's, think that's good. good. But who. Okay, now we introduced a new character and then we have to figure out. Who wins over who now? Yeah. <sighs> this is where we really need to use our brains. Our, <laughs> we're use our so brains. For, for right now, we're going to have three, Freddie, Michael, Jason. Yeah, because that's classic. If we decide that we can figure out Chucky, then Chucky's we can. the side swiper. And I only think Chucky's good because like they're remaking the movie. So I'm like, maybe he has redemption. What Even though the trailer sucked. I was going to say, what are your feelings? I am actually... Oh, it like kills me because like the original Child's Play had this nostalgic aspect and I think it's how it was filmed. And I think the way that the trailer was put out, I was really hoping for something to like really scare me. And it mm -hmm. was from, you know, the creators of it and stuff. So like yeah. when I watched the trailers for the new it, I was like genuinely freaked out when I watched the trailer for the new um, Chucky movie. I wasn't scared. It was kind of just like, dur, 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 dur. like, I don't know well, why. Think about, though, like the comparison, the way they did it, they could make him really scary. Yeah. he. I mean, he's way scarier in the new version than he was but in the original really series. But they really don't show Chucky in the new trailer. That's true. They show everyone else getting, you know, like they show the child and they show um, that actress that I'm forgetting her name, but um, 
you know, they show her getting like tortured and they show the factory. And it was just like, I don't know if it's because it's shot very um, well. Mm-hmm. Like it's just beautifully shot. And I'm yeah. just like, well, I'm just like, wow, this cinematography is great, but I'm not scared. Uh, it was like ex machina of Chucky. And I just, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. And I know it's, I don't know if they're remaking it in the past tense or if they're remaking it in the 21st century. Like That's, if it happened yeah. now, yeah. What, how would his yeah. powers kind of work? Um, I don't, I kind of have that mixed feeling too, where I feel like I don't, based on the trailer, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm still going to watch it, obviously. Obviously. Um, It didn't make me want to, like, when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, I have to go see that day it comes out. The Chucky one, I was like, I'll go see it when it's convenient, whatever. Like, I just. We'll watch it and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, that being said, I do have the doll coming to my apartment very soon. So you'll bring your doll. I'll bring my doll. And then we'll talk about it. Yeah, he's got his outfit. Um, I think that'll do it for our very first episode. We gave you a lot of our our firsts, so I feel like you know a little bit more about us. A lot of firsts on our firsts. And we'll obviously be going deep into like more in-depth, you know, movie topics, like lifestyle, like who we are, like what we like in terms of what we love, what we hate. Yeah. All things spooky. All things spooky. So thanks for joining us on our very first episode of Let's Get Spooky. I'm Leanna Vamp. I'm Ashley Jonkis. Stay spooky, guys.